Could hackers already be inside Middle East networks wrecking havoc without anyone noticing? Well, cybersecurity expert Cyrus Nurulela reveals what silent cyber wars are secretly unfolding in the shadows behind the scenes of the battlefield. So today, let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, joining you live from our cardio miracle studios here in lovely Eastern Indiana. Folks, revolutionize your heart health with Cardio Miracle. This natural supplement boosts nitric oxide for a healthier blood pressure and healthier heart. Increased energy, better sleep, and an enhanced blood flow will have you feeling the difference today. So head to briannicholshow.com forward slash heart. Start your 100% money back guarantee adventure using code TBNS for 15% off your order for Cardio Miracle. Start your heart health journey today with quite literally the best heart health supplement in the world. One more time, Cardio Miracle at briannicholshow.com forward slash heart. All right, let's dig into, yes, all things in the world of cybersecurity. Uh, for those of you who've been listening to this show for a while, you know that this is my world. I, I have done you know, extensive work in the world of cybersecurity, telecommunications, so I'm really excited for today's conversation. Joining us from SciWest Communications, Cyrus Nurella. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Doing good, Cyrus. Thank you for joining us today, and uh, definitely thank you for joining us to dig into, yes, a very real concern, and, and frankly, it's an unfortunate topic of conversation that seems to be at the top of everybody's heads. What happens in the event of a uh, cataclysmic cyber attack? But before we dig into all things cybersecurity threats and the likes, do us a favor, introduce yourself as well as SciWest Communications. Sure, I'm Cyrus Noriella, and uh, I began SciWest Communications in 1997, and we were largely involved in telecommunications. Uh, we were developing uh, monitoring systems for carriers so that they could be more proactive with regard to circuit outages and things of that nature. And uh, we began to realize that the industry was very apathetic to its users' needs, and so we decided to start designing network architectures, communications architectures that would uh, work around the shortcomings of the industry. Uh, fast forward to about 2008, and we started building our own cloud uh, into our communications networks. So we started getting pretty heavy into the data transport as well as the data at rest. And of course, with that and our clients uh, came the uh, issues of security and protecting that information. Cyrus, this is a, a topic that a lot of folks, they're like, yeah, I know this is important, but frankly, it goes over my head. So let's maybe set the, the groundwork here for your average person who's listening to today's episode. Okay, I, I'm an average Joe. I have nothing to hide. I don't have anything to lose. Why should I be concerned about cybersecurity? Cyrus, make the case. Well, uh, you have to ask yourself, do you believe in a police state or not? And the reality is uh, you don't have to go that far back in history. Let's just go to uh, the former Soviet Union. What they did is they regulated things to such a degree that it was impossible for you to be a Russian citizen without being a criminal. 
there was not any law that wasn't on the books that you couldn't have violated. And so the problem is uh, when you became, become a, an enemy of the state or somebody who is um, a person of interest, they simply will take any data they have about you and show that you violated the law in some way because of their restrictive rules. And so it's something that should concern all of us. There's a reason why we have the Fourth Amendment. It's in the Constitution, not because somebody just dreamt it up, but because the forefathers of our country were living the tyranny uh, and experiencing it in in that day. And that's why that Fourth Amendment exists. I love it because you're, you're tying together things that we care about here on the show, right? We talk about the importance of maintaining not just your personal autonomy and freedom, but also let's talk about the implications of not taking care of your personal security, right? And how that could damage uh, not just your, your personal self, but you know this is also true for the world of business. This is where uh, I've, I've spent most of my time over the past decade talking about this very issue with uh, folks as it pertains to their cybersecurity posture. What are you doing for your, your, your uh, annual penetration tests and audits? What are you doing from an MDR, EDR, XDR standpoint? What are you doing for redundancy? All these little questions that need to be put in place that a lot of folks simply aren't thinking about, right? And I think, Cyrus, part of the problem is that too many people, number one, they're just too focused on the important things that matter to them in their day-to-day. But number two, the idea of cybersecurity, it just, it sounds so difficult to even start to grasp. And many folks are politically, or I'm sorry, are, are technologically, uh, you know, I want to say inept, but they're not as savvy as some folks like you are or, or yours truly, which that's not even saying that much for me because I still, uh, you know, will leverage the old uh, Google machine to help me with a lot of tech stuff. But even still, there's a lot of folks who they just, they don't feel that they can really step their toe into the water, uh, so to say, in order to, to effectively deal with their own personal cybersecurity or heck for those business owners dealing with their cybersecurity. So I guess to kind of start things out, what would be some of the, the, the baseline cybersecurity tips that you would recommend to folks, just to, to, whether it's in personal life or in business to make sure that they're, they're putting themselves in a better situation? Are you ready for a life upgrade? Ebel CBD is your solution to chronic pain, stress, and sleepless nights. Transform managing into thriving. Our exclusive offer for the Brian Nichols Show listeners, 15% off all Ebel's products with code TBNS at checkout. Don't miss your chance to improve your life today. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash Ebel's to get 15% off your order. And now back to the show. Uh, I'll have to answer that in two parts because, you know, personal and business uh, are a little bit different, but, um, you know, there is some crossover there. But in personal, you really do need to think about the devices that you're using and know that these devices are not only vulnerable, but they're also being used by the tech companies that are providing them to you. And they're in cahoots with government and they are surveilling uh, individuals. All we have to do is look at the January 6th. Uh, issue as an example. You know, people are being harassed and even swatted at their homes because they just happened to be in Washington, D.C. during the January 6th event. They may have not been at the Capitol. They may have just gone over there for a business trip, but because they happened to uh, be in the vicinity or travel there, uh, the government is going after them as if as if they're some kind of enemy enemy of the state. And this is just brings up another point, too, is all these data points that they're collecting on individuals, they're correlating all those data points together and they're building profiles. And sometimes those profiles are going to be accurate and sometimes they're not. And this is 
back to where we started in this conversation, why it's important that you do keep your information private. So as a personal uh, you know, strategy, I would say really understand the apps that you're putting on your phone, for example. Uh, you know, the, the Droid app store, for example, is notorious for having very bad apps on there, ones that are designed to spy on you on your device. We know that the, the Droid devices have key loggers on the keyboards. So you really need to be careful what you're typing into these devices. And you also have to be thinking about the camera and the microphones on those devices as well. So, uh, and then back to the January 6th uh, issue, uh, check out what is tracking your location and how that's being recorded. On a business side, um, boy, it's multifaceted. One, you have to um, educate your employees because they're bringing their personal devices to work. Uh, they're bringing their personal habits with them to work. And they're also using the internet to do things that are probably not work-related at different times. Uh, oftentimes, even at our company, we'll, uh, we'll catch employees at companies that are doing Netflix videos and things of that nature. Some are actually downloading things, pirated copy, copies of um, TV shows, movies, and things like that. So when you start going into the dark web and start downloading pirated things and you're doing this on a company network, then you're opening your company up to not only security issues, but also legal liability. So there, there are a lot of things that you need to be looking at. Um, you know, pen tests and things like that are, are one way of, of checking the defenses of your network. But the other thing too is to have a strategy. For example, mm -hmm. on our customers' networks, we'll put out certain traps and honeypots and different things that we know are going to show us and generate notifications because these uh, hackers or, or actors out there or their bots and their algorithms are going to, going to attempt certain things first in order to find specific vulnerabilities. And so once we get those notifications, we'll then go and look at what the source, uh, sometimes that takes a little bit of digging, but we find the source of that. And I'll just give you an idea of the cyber warfare that's going on out there. Uh, we have actually DDoS attacked um, those uh, bad actors that we know are sponsored by certain states because they're not going to go away unless we start attacking them back. So there is both a defensive and a offensive posture that you need to think about. And it also depends on how visible your company is, how global your company is. Uh, sometimes companies don't want to get involved with any litigation that might involve any offensive uh, postures. Yeah, so uh, DDoS attack, denial of service attack. Uh, I think we just watched Rumble get hit with one of those. Uh, I think this past week. So it's it's happening, right? It's happening to to us as uh, American companies and American individuals. It's uh, very interesting though that you're talking about the offensive side. I think that's a, a a very interesting segue, right, to the second part of the conversation, which goes to what's happening right now in our world. You have uh, Middle East is on fire. It seems uh, Israel, which is known to be a country usually pretty strong when it comes to cybersecurity stuff. All of a sudden they're caught completely flat-footed with the October 7th attack by uh, by Hamas. Um, you look at Klaus Schwab and his uh, his little accent at the WEF saying, uh, uh, cyber attack might be coming down the road sometime. And it's like, okay, that's a little spooky that we have Klaus Schwab, uh, head of the WEF, now uh, touting the idea of a, a, a cybersecurity attack, a, a cyber uh, nuclear holocaust, it seems like. So talk to us about where we are right now, specifically in that hotbed, right? You look to the Middle East, there's a lot of uh, question marks right there. Uh, what's going on, Cyrus? 
Well, you know, it wasn't too long ago, even before October 7th, where we saw the Iranian nuclear facilities um, having been plagued with a virus uh, that was orchestrated by uh, is the Israelis and the United States uh, via Mossad and the CIA. Uh, you know, so those are the types of attacks that are coming at us as well. And, you know, the, the Stuxnet virus, which was being used in that uh, situation, is not something that is only being used by us. So variants of those types of things are being used by Russia. They're being used by other um state actors as well. Iran uh, was recently in the news because uh, we found out that they were hacking around at a utility company. Um, I think it was on the East Coast, if I remember right, maybe New Jersey, but I, I don't really recall the story completely. Uh, but these things are happening all the time. They're happening whether we're in wartime or whether we're in peacetime. Uh, these are just some of the things that are status quo between nations because they're looking for these vulnerabilities. And when any kind of a conflict does come about, then uh, they're ready to enact uh, those sleeper uh, elements that they have living inside of networks and, and what have you. Uh, but to talk specifically about the Middle East, um, you know, there are a lot of Israelis and, and some people that I know that are talking about uh, October 7th being their version of 9-11, that uh, the defenses uh, were suspiciously down uh, for the Israelis and there was no response for seven hours that occurred uh, when we knew that the border there uh, is so secure that even a stray animal can't uh, cross that border without somebody knowing about it. And from a, a networking and security aspect, I know about the redundancies, not only in the communications that occur, but also in the monitoring systems that are occurring. And so if there's any hint of anything that is not responding in a way that is anticipated, um, somebody should have been getting an alert. There should have at least been some uh, bodies out there when these people were hand gliding in or, or bulldozing um, some fences with a tractor. So there's that element of this. And we have to remember that this is a geopolitical game. This is a game of chess, it's not checkers. We know that the Israeli government, uh, you know, just prior to October 7th, Netanyahu was bragging about how he had 98% of his population vaccinated. So they are part of this globalist agenda. They are part of this WEF agenda uh, that we've been looking at. That does not excuse Hamas and the brutality and the barbarity uh, whatsoever. But we also have to keep in mind, too, that, you know, Ron Paul was uh, testifying in the Senate in the 90s and telling us about Hamas being the creation of the CIA, Mossad um, and MI6. And you have to ask yourself today, uh, why are the heads of Mossad worth 11 billion dollars and flying around in private jets? Where did the 11 billion dollars come from? And if you really want to take out Hamas, why aren't you shooting down their private jet? Um, yeah, so those are the questions that need to be asked. Both sides. Hmm? Yeah, those are the, those are the questions that need to be asked. Um, and I didn't mean to interrupt, Cyrus, but like the part that drives me crazy is that none of this is new, right? This is stuff we've been aware of for decades. You know, that it's been it's been really bubbling to the point now where we're at a steady boil, and I guess you know it's starting to, to boil over now. And and I hate to ask this question because I don't want doom and gloom, but. Cyrus, if things continue down this path, I mean, where do you see us heading? 
Attention, sober freedom lovers. Unleash the power of liquid freedom by Blood of Tyrants. This energy tea is crafted with a bunch of natural goodness and the energy-boosting Yerba Mate. Zero sugar, no compromises. And you can get yours today by heading to briannicholshow.com forward slash tea and save 10% off your order using code TBNS at checkout. Sip with a purpose. Redefine your beverage experience today with liquid freedom. And now, back to the show. You mean as far as the United States getting involved in a, in a conflict? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Exactly. Um, well, you know, in a lot of ways, we already are. Uh, you know, the, Ukraine is a proxy war for us. And the reality is, look at what's happening to our infrastructure. You know, I think we're at 750 plus food processing plants that have gone up in smoke. Uh, we have uh, several train derail- derailments where Booty Judge is trying to convince us that this is normal. Uh, and, you know, we've never seen these kinds of things before. And we have to understand that the traditional kinetic type of wars is not the kind of war that is that we're being engaged in at this time. We're involved in psyops through these social networks, um, through the devices that we're using on the Internet. And we're being we're fighting an an unconventional war right now and unfortunately uh, our government in a lot of ways is not uh, for its own people it is working toward its own agenda and the people's agenda and the government's agenda are often in conflict yep what's that old quote it was like uh i know that world war ii was uh fought with bombs and planes but i know world war three will be fought with sticks and stones i don't know world war three seems like it's starting off being fought with computers and and uh, technology i i mean that's where we are right now it feels not just for us over here in the states but a, a global uh society like we are all so interconnected as it pertains to our 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 technology that all it takes really is is one you know flip of the switch, metaphorically speaking, to turn it all off. Um, and, and where does that lead us, right? Where, where would that put us, not as a country in, in the United States, but I guess as a global society? I mean, we're really we're we're playing around here with fire, and I don't want to see the whole place get burned down, Cyrus. So as we go towards our final thoughts for today, I mean, paint the picture. How can we avoid? worst case scenario here as it pertains to a, a cyber cataclysmic event? Well, I think uh, knowledge is power and understanding how a lot of these systems are breached and how we are being surveilled is really half the battle. And once you understand that, then you can take steps in protecting yourself. The truth is there is a certain element of things that we don't have control over. And the reality also is, is we have the technology to compete in order for us to be completely private. Uh, we do have uh, the ways uh, and the methodologies so that we could be protecting ourselves. But the other issue as well is, is that the government doesn't really allow us to without breaking the law. And one of the things I can point to with that is encryption algorithms. You know, everybody is communicating everything over the internet. And that wasn't the case really um, not too long ago, just a few years ago, you know, you had uh, business circuits like MPLS and things like that, which were part of closed networks, which doesn't yep. mean to suggest secure networks, but they were closed. They weren't on this public internet. But those products have been priced out of the market now. And now everybody's convinced to use encryption, layer three encryption protocols over the internet, thinking that this is safe and secure. 
But the reality is, according to the Espionage Act from 1917, we're not allowed to transmit an encryption protocol that the government doesn't have a backdoor to. And everything that we're communicating back and forth on this internet is being archived at some NSA facility. So we just have to be conscious of those things and understand that um, everything that we're putting out there is really out in the open and we have to be responsible uh, stewards of that information that we're dealing with. Cyrus Noriella from Cy West Communications, thank you for joining us, folks. If you got some value from today's episode, you know the drill. Go ahead and give it a share. When you do, please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty. You can find me on Facebook as well as over on X.com. Cyrus, what final thoughts do you have for the audience today? If uh, you want to check out anything with our company and you have some questions about cybersecurity, uh, please visit cywest.com, C-Y-W-E-S-T.com. There's a contact form there, and we'd love to talk to you about it. We love talking the subject. It helps us, and it helps uh, our customers as well. Love it. And uh, I'm just going to, for my final thoughts, um, I'm going to take that and, and give it a nice little exclamation point. I've worked in this tech space for a very long time, and... Let's just address the elephant in the room, Cyrus, right? Lots of uh, lots of companies, they tend to be more politically left-leaning, right? The fact that you have not only taken a stand, but you're coming on shows like this to talk about the issues and doing so through the lens of a pro-liberty advocate, I'm, I'm on board. I think this is not only important for us to start addressing with solutions, but I want folks to go ahead and support you. So if you are a small business owner, if you are a medium-sized business owner and you're listening to today's episode and a couple of question marks have popped up about your cybersecurity posture, please reach out to Cyrus and his amazing team over at SciWest Communications. And with that being said, make sure uh, beyond sharing today's episode, go ahead and let people know how much you enjoyed it. Share the episode. You can find it on the video version as well as the podcast version of the show. If you're watching us on video, you can find us on YouTube, Rumble. We also upload our entire episodes over to x.com. And also we upload our episodes over to Ben Swan's Sovereign SOV. R-E-N, which is a great independent media outlet. And by the way, if you're watching us over on Sovereign, congratulations, you're seeing today's episode before anybody else. And that is your Sovereign exclusive. And in terms of podcasting, well, you can go ahead and find us wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, or somewhere else. Just hit that subscribe button, hit that little notification bell. And of course, if you are listening to the show, download all unplayed episodes. Why? Well, because we have almost 800 episodes here of The Brian Nichols Show, and I guarantee of the hundreds of guests we've had in the program, uh, at least a handful will leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. I'm just teasing. Uh, uh, more than a handful, quite a few. Uh, with that being said, folks, thank you for supporting the show. And one last thing, if you want to go ahead and enter to win our Don't Hurt People and Don't Take People Stuff bumper sticker, head over to briannicholsshow.com. Leave a five-star rating and review. Take a quick screenshot and email it to me at brian at briannicholsshow.com. And not only could you enter to win that bumper sticker, but also enter to win a $100 uh, gift certificate to our shop over at briannicholsshow.com forward slash shop where we have hats like our good ideas don't require force uh, snapback. We have booties, t-shirts, all that and more. And of course, it's the holidays. So what a great time to go ahead and get uh, some awesome Liberty swag for that Liberty lover in your family. Other than that, that's all we have for you. Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols Show for Cyrus Nori Noriella. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. 
Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.